Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hello, everyone, and I just wanted to give a quick rundown on the Anchor app and how I got my start with the Uptempo podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody and welcome to the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane. And tonight we have on our co-host, Dalton Garrett. What's up, DG? So man? Just chilling. Just got done playing a little golf, watching a little baseball. Just enjoy my weekend, man. I heard that, man. And, and you know, that's... uh. That's part of the reason why we're here tonight. Uh, big weekend in college baseball. Uh, absolutely huge weekend, I should say, uh, with everything that, that went down at Minute Maid Park. And then I know you, the big Florida fan that you are, uh, you guys uh, went to Miami and absolutely showed out. We're going to get you to talk a little bit about that. And then, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Auburn baseball. It wasn't a big series. We had Rhode Island this weekend. And – we needed to win six games this week. We had two in the middle of the week with Alabama State and UAB. And then uh, I just feel like there needed to be a little bit of confidence right there, some growth, cut down on mistakes, mental mistakes. And uh, and then we'll talk about the SEC basketball tournament and who we think might make a run there coming up on March, who could win the SEC tournament. And then uh, and then we'll talk about UFC and uh, the the big fight with Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington that happened last night. I know me and you we watched it together, and I had uh, a terrible reaction to the end. I absolutely hated it. Thought it was garbage. Um, and I know you have a, a different opinion, so you know we're gonna dive into that. And I can't wait. I can't wait. This is our first little video podcast, um, and we're trying to take the show to YouTube and. We're trying to grow it and, and really hammer college baseball. That's what I really want to do. Uh, I think there is an opportunity to, with the MLB being on strike right now, that this is the the opportunity for college baseball to absolutely crush their ratings and, and just really spread the game throughout the whole entire country, AG. Uh, what do you feel on that? And, uh, and, you know, give us your thoughts on the whole weekend of college baseball. Yeah, man, I think uh, it, it seemed it seemed like it was like a like a worker like just perfectly timed weekend for college baseball all week. Beginning week, we heard all the negatives about 
uh, MLB being shut down and being on lockout and how they're going to have to cancel the first few weeks of the season, this and that. And then you look to college baseball this weekend. You had the Shriners Invitational with, yeah, yeah. Texas, number one in the country, LSU, number three in the country, Tennessee's, I think, number 16 or 17 in the country, but they're, they're definitely a top 10 team. UCLA, like 25th, 26th, somewhere like that. Yeah, Baylor, who's not bad. Oklahoma, who's not bad. And then that was all one tournament in Houston. That got a bunch of publicity. Yeah. Then Justin, just in general, just regular every every um like just normal weekend three game series. You have Florida Miami was a ranked matchup. You had um Georgia, Georgia Tech was ranked matchup. You had Clemson, South Carolina, it wasn't ranked, but it's still a big rivalry. Clemson's top Ooh, ten. Um, South Carolina's usually you know, SEC usually pretty good. Uh you had mm-hmm. Uh, there's another big one. Uh, Oregon State and UC Irvine, which, you know, for the people in the West Coast, that's that's big. Uh, we had – God, there's a few more, man. It just seemed like this, – this weekend just seemed like there's a perfect weekend for college baseball uh, to kind of mm-hmm. get their spotlight. I feel like I've seen more highlights on Twitter this week than I've ever seen in college baseball. Dudes pimping 100%. home runs, uh, people getting fired up. And that, that's one thing I did notice this weekend, just watching the, the Florida series and then seeing highlights of other games, man. I saw you tweet this other night to somebody talking about college baseball saying, like, the fire and the energy is a thousand times better in college baseball than it is in the big leagues. The only thing that's different is, I mean, obviously the talent level is not quite the same because MLB, you got 25 guys on the roster that are the elite of the elite. College baseball is still really good ball players, but it's not it's not as mistake-free as, you know, you like to see MLB ball. But the fire, man, this is week three of baseball season. I mean, these teams have played 10, 12 games. These games – in the grand scheme of things, come 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 tournament time don't matter that much. But we got mm-hmm. dudes pumping their chest, pointing to the dugouts, you know, back flipping, uh, staring down dugouts as they run around the bases. Man, it, it, it was it was a lot of fire. You got to see. I mean, and there's I've seen some balls in this May tournament. These dudes have been hitting that are like that bomb that Juan Soto hit off Gary Cole to the golf <laughs> track. There've been some news yeah. in the tournament. So I think yep. overall it was – couldn't have asked for a better weekend for this to happen pretty much with what's going on in MLB right now. Yeah, and and DG, like, you know, you look at it, Minute Maid the other night with, with LSU and and I think they were playing Oklahoma with the walk-off. Oh, yeah. And you could just see the energy. You could see the energy as soon as he hit it. And it's like you see that energy in the pros, but – it's like few and far between, man. It's like, um, you okay. know, it's their job. It's their everyday life. And, I mean, it gets amplified up in the playoffs, of course, because, you know, they're playing for bonuses and a ring. And But, man, college, it's just, uh, you know, like I was watching Florida and Miami today, and and you guys threw a lefty, and uh, and he got into a little bit of a trouble, and, and he got a big out. And as soon as he stepped off the mound, you could see me just pumped his chest and he hollered at y'all's dugout, like, let's go, you know? Yeah. And and at that time it was like it was a four to one game. So if you mess up and make a mistake right there, leave a ball over the middle of the plate, guy hits it 350 feet, it's a tie ball game. So that's just the emotion that you see in college baseball. And yeah. talking a little bit about that Florida and Miami series, like I mean, you guys Today, y'all were squaring the ball up. I know I texted you and was like, man, y'all are putting the bat to the baseball. The barrel was staying in the zone, and y'all were killing it. What yeah, was man. your thoughts on the overall series? 
Yeah, man. Uh, I, I mean, going into the weekend, uh, I think it, as Florida fans, you go in looking every Friday. Every Friday night, Florida's got a good shot at winning a game, no matter who they're playing, just simply because um, Hunter Barco was our Friday night guy, lefty. Um, this is third year in the rotation as a junior, which is, I mean, you rarely see freshmen come in day one as you start rotation. This guy's been, he was Sunday, his freshman year. He was Sunday, Saturday last year. And then this year, obviously he's our Friday night guy. Um, coming this weekend, I think he'd given up maybe one run on like, you know, 25 strikeouts. His ERA was like 0.75. He had a whip below one. I mean, dude's been dealing. Um, so going into Friday night that, you know, you had that, you had him. And then Miami had a guy's name has a guy named Carson Palmquist. He was two and zero as well with like a sub one point five ERA. So he, you know, I think he's a lefty as well. So it's really good pitching matchup. Um, Florida came into the game. I mean, they've been swinging the bats. I think over the last they had like four games in a row with ten plus runs or ten plus hits or something like that. Their week during the week we outscore our opponent. It was like twenty nine to six or something like that in our two midweek games. Which I mean, the midweek games were Florida and M and North Florida, but you know, <laughs> yeah, baseball is a game. It don't matter who you play playing. Any time of the week, you lose. So you got you got to still do the little things to win baseball games. Um, but Friday, man, we we swung the bat well. They had eight hits, um, but just couldn't get time with hits. I know we had in the third inning one of our better hitters, uh, Sterling Thompson, our three hole hitter. He's got five home runs already. Probably batting, mm-hmm. you know, from somewhere between three ninety and four ten, somewhere in that area. He came over bases loaded and struck out. Um, Ended up leaving five runners on base just by himself that night. Um, Bar- Barco looked good, didn't walk but nobody again, had five strikeouts, only hit, I mean, seven hits in five innings, not terrible. But he had two pitches he left up to probably Miami's best hitter, named Yo-Yo Morales, their third baseman. One of them he yeah. hit to the moon, uh, two-run <laughs> bomb, and then he had a double to score another run. And that, that ended up obviously being – maybe it beat his five to two. That guy alone had three RBIs. Um but Florida didn't Florida, you know, Florida battled the whole game. I mean, they, they didn't really, you know, didn't really give up, I guess you'd say. Bullpen came in and shut the door. Bullpen didn't give up any mm-hmm. runs. Um, swung, like I said, swung the bat well. I mean, wasn't terrible, but didn't didn't produce when needed. Yeah. Um, I actually had a little conversation with a guy today on Twitter that's a, you know, was asking he 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 was asking one of the big Florida um beat writer guys, Nick Del Torre. He was asking him, did he think was was this a positive weekend for Florida after winning games two and three after losing Friday night? And I was, I was kind of shocked that someone asked that question. I was like, when you won a series, a, but b, you had you had a team that lost Friday night with their ace, could have laid, you know, could have tucked their tails, put their heads down, and said, you know what, man, we can't beat them with our best. We ain't we ain't worth the damn. And they came out the next two days and beat. We won yesterday eight to one, won eleven to three today. Um, bats were on fire. Both pitchers yesterday, Brandon Sprout, he's a redshirt freshman throwing 98. I mean, dude, and not, it's not just a wild, you know, throwing 98. He's spotting 98 on the corners when he needs to. Ooh. Um, that's it, tough. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had, let's see, one, two, three, four, six hits yesterday, but I mean, we had two ball, two home runs. Uh, Judd Fabian, our, our two hole hitter, one of the best players in the country, probably. I mean, he's hit. Yeah. He hit 20 bombs last year, got drafted 40th overall by the Red Sox, and they didn't offer him as much money as he wanted, so he came back. He hit a two-run bomb yesterday. Our uh, first baseman, Kendrick Callilau, hit a three-run bomb yesterday. So, I mean, um, so was on Friday when we weren't getting the big hits. Yesterday we got the big hits when we needed them, put, you know, scored runs. We had to have them. 
Um, Sprout went six innings, six and a third, four hits, no runs, two strikeouts or two walks, and eight Ks. And I, when I'm telling you, every time he struck somebody, I swear to God, I know one time he literally like the guy like struck out and he like waves him back to the dugout like get get back over there, get back to your home. Where you belong. <laughs> um, then we brought in another guy, the bullpen. His name is Nick Figueroa. Um, I can't remember if he's a red shirt freshman or a true freshman. I want to say he's a red shirt. He actually is a walk on, and uh, which wow. as good as far as pitching staff is, it's crazy they have a walk on guy and is one of their top bullpen arms. And he comes yeah. out two and two and two thirds, two hits, one earned run, uh, five strikeouts. I mean, just and he has like a sidearm funky delivery and throws like ninety two. So I mean, it's he's nasty. He got a little fire behind him. Um, and then today, man, they came out. I didn't get to catch the first three innings. I was still at church, man, but I, I got the notification yeah. on my phone. And I think, like, the game started at 11. By 11.06, it was 3 to nothing. I mean, like, yeah. Colby Hunter came out, um, led off the game with a single. I want to say maybe stole second base. Joey Fabian then comes up, busts one to the wall. It's 1 to nothing just like that, snapping fingers. Dude threw mm-hmm. seven pitches, and he's already down. Um, Colby Hunter, I, I think they said at the end of the game, he's back like 4 12. On the season, he's a, he's got a 15 game hitting streak. You know, going back to the last two games of the last season, um, but everybody hit the ball. Four hole guy today was three for three. Uh, Miami ended up walking our guys today. Let's see, one, two, four, six, nine, ten, eleven. We had 14 walks today. Before 14, God. I saw at one point Nick Del Torre tweeted out that Miami had thrown over 200 pitches in just today's game as a team. Um, two hundred. 200 pitches. So, oh. yeah, it, it was it was a rough day for them, but Florida capitalized. I mean, we had 10-plus hits. Yes. Uh, you, get, you know, you get walks, but then you also got drive runs in, and we drove runs in. Um, we had another home run by Cali Lau. Hit, hit one off the palm trees. Um, yeah, bomb. Yeah. Absolute bomb. Had, like you said earlier about the guy, the pitcher, uh, his name is Timmy Manning. He's been, I think he's thrown, he's thrown the last two Saturdays. And he got kind of, I guess, demoted, I guess you could say. But you throw, you're throwing Saturday or Sunday in the SEC for a top 15 program. You're not getting demoted. You just, hey, yeah. I trust you. You're still going to throw on my weekend. So, root rotation. Uh, he went four and a third with three hits, one run, uh, five strikeouts. He didn't get the win because in college baseball, you got to go five innings to get the full win. Uh-huh. He only went four and a third. Um, but we got a redshirt freshman, man, named Blake Purnell, comes out of the bullpen, throws – He's about six six black dude. He comes out and throws it. He's like comes down, crouches and throws it. And weird. He's got a lot of arm shot run for the righties. He was. I mean, he don't throw harder than eighty eight miles an hour. But I think he gave up two hits in three and two thirds inning. I mean, he's mm-hmm. um, just filthy. And then I was earlier a few minutes ago. I was looking at the stats for the weekend, man. I noticed I was kind of, you know, when you win ball games based off your top three hitters most of the time. And Forrest mm-hmm. three hitters for the weekend at three thirteen. With six RBIs combined, nine walks between the three of them, and 11 runs scored. Florida scored 21 runs in three games, and the top three guys were 11 of those 21 runs. So, when your top three batters are producing like they're supposed to be doing, you're going to be tough to beat any weekend, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a really big series victory for Florida, man. And uh, going down to Coral Gables yeah. in Miami's backyard and getting it done, that's, yeah. that's what uh, – I think was really impressive. And like you said, losing the Friday night game and then bouncing back and getting the Saturday and Sunday deal. Uh, just <laughs> another another uh, SEC dominant uh, program, and, and it speaks to the conference, man. I look oh, yeah. at this SEC baseball conference. I, I look at it, and it just looks absolutely stacked this year. 
I know that we've had some set, uh, setbacks uh, with Tennessee, and, and uh, I think Texas got Alabama last weekend, and then uh, they got LSU. But, I mean, number one team in the country, man, um, you know, nothing to hang your hat about, uh, nothing to hang your head on about that. Um, you know, you're going to lose baseball games earlier in the year. But you look how deep it is, man, and just Ole Miss, you know. I mean, um, LSU, Tennessee, you, you look at – I mean, Auburn, yeah, Arkansas. Auburn's not, you know, they're not at the top, but you look at their team and you're like, man, they've got studs, you know. They're yeah, probably I mean, not going to come close in the conference, but they have dudes, you know. Yeah, I mean, what are y'all, 11-2 right now? Something like that? Yeah, we're 11-2. And and we got Sonny Deshera, who's one of the best players in the country. I mean, that's what's crazy, I mean, man. Like, eleven, you're eleven and two, and you might be the tenth or eleventh best team in the SEC. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just how deep it is. Because, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, we let a game get away against Yale, but like you mentioned earlier, you know, it's baseball. Uh, you know, you're gonna lose games like oh, that, man, especially yeah. that early in the season. And yeah. and you look, I know a bunch of people, man. We opened up with Oklahoma out in Arlington, Texas. And a bunch of people, like, after the first game, they were like, man, this Auburn team, like, they can't hit. And because Oklahoma beat us three to nothing. But yeah. you look at our pitching, and you look at what Oklahoma did out in Houston this weekend, you know, they played teams close. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and you look at them, you're like, hey, if Oklahoma can do that, we were 0 0, uh, zero, zero with them in the seventh, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it just shows you how deep this conference is. And oh, you yeah. go over to the East. I mean, you got Georgia, Florida, you know, Tennessee, I mean, I already mentioned Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt um, and, and, you know, sometimes it's so deep that you get lost with Vanderbilt because you're just like thinking all all these other ones and you got the Kings sitting there on top. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, they didn't have a big weekend series this week, so everybody just kind of, oh, yeah. Vanderbilt, I forgot about them. Yeah, so, and, and yeah. you know, the, the, only, the only spot that I've really been shocked about SEC baseball this year is what the hell is wrong with Mississippi State? You know, I mean, I I guess I I see it again today is pitching. It all boils down to pitching, bro, because they're putting up 11 runs a game, all right? They're putting up – I saw the other day, like, they were up – they were up like eight against Tulane in the seventh inning. They were up like 10 to two or something like that, and they lost. And I'm like, crazy. I know they went to the College World Series and everything, and they lost a bunch of people. But, you know, you just think of Mississippi State, and you're like, oh, man, they should reload, you know. But it's wild. Yeah, I mean, man, it's it. like you said, I mean, it's baseball, but it's one of those things like their Friday night guy, Landon Sims, was a bullpen guy last year. He wasn't coming, He wasn't a starting mm-hmm. pitcher. Now he's their Friday night guy. So now they don't have that guy when they get – a four-run lead, they can just say, hey, look, go shut go shut it down. Let's finish this thing out. They don't have that. They haven't established that guy yet. Where it was last year, their starting pitching was good, but they knew, hey, give me to the fifth inning. Give me to the sixth inning. And Landon Sims will shut this thing down for the next three or four innings. You also had, like like you said, you had Rowdy Jordan. You had Tanner Allen. You had dudes. Yeah. You had SEC player of the year. I mean, dude was one of the best players in the country. I mean, like. No doubt. Stood. I mean, and, and like, it's it's. It's one of those things, like you, you, like you said, like it's crazy that they're doing so bad. But it's like, man, they're six and four. Sure, it's not the start they might have wanted to get off to, but we know where they'll be come May, come June. They'll be ready to rock and roll. 
They'll be in a regional, probably hosting a regional. Um, man, hell, they might they can still compete and win SEC. Like these games this weekend don't can, don't matter at all for the SEC. Like we got teams right now. I mean, Vanderbilt's got went one and two against Oklahoma State two weeks ago. Man, that don't matter. Like, yeah, no, it don't. Because college baseball is so much different in college basketball. Like we right now, we're gonna talk about that in a little while. I was like. Resume games don't matter as much because when you're in SEC, right. your resume gets built every single weekend. You're playing top 15 teams every single – you know, like you said, man, we were talking about it last night with the Florida, Florida and Auburn schedules. Florida literally plays – after their first weekend series against Alabama, they play LSU, Arkansas, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, <laughs> Ole Miss, all back-to-back-to-back or something like that. Maybe not Ole Miss. I can't remember who the last one is. But it's like five – oh, Georgia. Georgia's in there, not Ole Miss. Yeah, Georgia. Five, Georgia. It's five of the top 15 teams in the country, five straight weekends. Like, yeah. you play – that's 15 games. Florida would probably be thrilled to leave that leave those 15 games at about nine and six. You go 10 yeah. and five in those 15 games, you're rolling. Like – No doubt. It's insane. So, and, it's – like – what I try to tell people, man, with, with college baseball too, is like when it gets tournament time, all right, when, all right, perfect example, 2019, Auburn went to Omaha. DG, we were 36 and 28, all right? We were yeah. only eight games above 500. Yeah. Uh, and people are like, oh, man, they went to Omaha. Like, you know, they just got hot at the right time. No, we didn't get hot at the right time. We were just really good, but we, we were shadowed up. You know, we had better teams in our conference because it's so deep. Yeah. But we finished sixth. We finished sixth in the SEC West and went to the College World Series. I mean, that's just yep. how deep the conference is, man. And what do you mean? You perfect, know, like perfect example. Like when the, I know you're talking about a couple years ago. Said so maybe think two years ago, Florida went or 2017. So guys, five years ago. It's crazy to think that. Yeah, Florida wins SEC championship that year or national championship that year in baseball. Florida started off in the mm-hmm. SEC two and four. They got swept the opening <laughs> weekend against Auburn and they won the national championship. Yeah. Like that's how loaded the SEC is year in and year out. Like Florida was twenty one and nine in the SEC. Twenty one and nine. They also they lost. I mean that's an incredible record. We go twenty one and nine in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. And and. Uh, that that was the year they played what LSU in the, in yeah. the national championship. Yeah. So boom, point proven yeah. again. The SEC is the best conference in the country for every sport, yeah. not just football. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. 
This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. And, it, it, and uh, we know it's not close in, in, in uh, football and, ba- and baseball. Uh, and it's it's starting to, in my opinion, not really get close in basketball uh, with the down year that the ACC has had and, and the Big Ten. But we'll get to that in just a minute, uh, man. I, I wanted to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit about Auburn and the weekend they had, and well, I should say the week they had. Um, you know, they dropped the game last Sunday, to, or I should say last Saturday night, because they moved it up for a doubleheader because uh, of bad weather, and uh, they dropped the game to Yale bullpen coming in um we were up three to two in the ninth walked the guy just and it, it, it just it just snowballed uh i always say leadoff walks and two out walks in the game of baseball are the most deadliest thing in the entire game it will absolutely kill you and like you mentioned earlier miami walking what 11 people yeah it, it walks will absolutely take you out of a baseball game and so this week they come in and they play Alabama State Tuesday, they play UAB Wednesday, and they had four against Rhode Island. Okay, none are great teams, but like you said, you can get caught. You can get caught slipping, napping, in the game of baseball. So I put on Twitter at the beginning of the week, Auburn needs to find some consistency. All right, and what I meant by that is out of the bullpen, starting pitching. And the bats need to wake up a little bit. When you play teams like that, you know, you, you want to see you want to see good ABs. Yep. All right. Guys work the count. I think Sonny DeShera, watching him, you know, you told me about him before the year. And watching Sonny DeShera taking at bat, it's 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 a masterpiece. Yep. Okay. If you haven't gotten to see Sonny DeShera taking at bat, I'm talking about he uses the entire field. He works the count. He doesn't get cheated. All right. You don't seem uh, check swinging at, at, at uh, sliders two feet in front of the plate. He 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 just it's incredible. It's incredible. He hit a ball to the right center gap last weekend, and it was on the outer half of the plate. And just the the barrel to the baseball, and him driving that ball out to right center. The dude's incredible, man. I mean, he was hitting balls out in Arlington that were just absolute just piss missiles. Yeah. He hit one into left center. If they were playing in the SEC park, it would have been another home run, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, so going into this week, I wanted, I wanted it to look, you know, them dominate, man. I wanted them to go in and, and build some confidence because, like you said, you know, with the tough SEC schedules, they come out with Ole Miss, the number two team in the country, uh, to kick SEC playoff. And so now it's like as it gets closer, we're two weeks away from conference play. It's it's time to start rolling. And, you know, Tuesday night I watched the game. They played Alabama State. Man, it was sloppy. When I tell you they come out, and at one point I was like, man, we're about to lose to Alabama State. Like, it, it, it can't happen. Like, it, it can't happen not to Alabama State. Like, this was supposed to be um, consistency. We were supposed to find consistency in the pitching staff, hitting at the plate. And they come back. 
they got the job done. I think they won like 13 to seven or something like that. It was a sloppy game, a lot of walks. That's what I didn't want to see. But then they come back Wednesday night, they host UAB, and it looks like a completely different ball team, DG. Uh, yeah, for you sure. You know, I mean, it's, it's they come out, they dominate UAB, uh, they slapped like, I think it was like 16 runs up and just absolutely blew UAB out of the water. Then they come into this weekend. And, you know, Rhode Island, not going to sit here and act like they're a great baseball program because we all know that. They're a basketball school. And, you know, Friday night, they put up 11 hits. Uh, Case and Howe, always just uh, the bright spot for Auburn. Um, defensively out there in center field. Offensively, uh, him and Bryson Ware had three hits apiece. Sonny share with two more hits. And, I mean, it, it was a 7-2 to victory. You saw consistency. Uh, one thing I'll throw to you right here is uh, Carson Skipper. Uh, really been a big bright spot out of the bullpen for Auburn, man. And Blake uh, Burkhalter, uh, the two guys out of the bullpen, in my opinion, that have been the most consistent for Auburn. Uh, they come in, get you scoreless innings. Uh, Carson Skipper's gotten out of multiple jams, uh, as well as Blake Burkhalter. And and Burt Coulter, I mean, he's he's pumping it, man. I mean, he's throwing like 93, 94, um, and and really good stuff. And so, you know, they they go to a Saturday and they play a doubleheader Saturday because it was a four game set. And look, there's not much to talk about, man. 16 nothing, 12 nothing. Uh I mean, and today it was 14 to 1. I think like eight of the nine guys in the lineup got hits. And the one bright spot to me is, like I mentioned, consistency. When they got in jams, pitchers come in, got out of them. They worked out of them. Uh, they didn't leave any runners on. Uh, I think against Alabama State the other night, they left like 10 or 11 guys on. Uh, there wasn't wild pitches, pass balls. Uh, that's one thing that killed them against Yale. DJ, I'll, I'll throw you in the, in the final game against Yale, they scored five runs. They beat Auburn five to four in 10 innings, and four of Yale's five runs scored on walks, okay? So that right there uh, goes to show that, that uh, you can't walk people. You can't throw pass balls, man, uh, wild pitches and, and things like that. Uh, this week, Auburn scored 78 runs, man. They were 78 to 11, all right, in the six games. They put up 49 on Rhode Island. So that's what I really enjoyed seeing, and I think – you know, I think they play uh, Tennessee Tech Tuesday up in Huntsville. Hey, that's a big uh, game. Tennessee Tech is the only five teams still undefeated, man. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Tennessee yeah. Tech is good. Yeah it's, yeah, it's Tennessee Tech. Yeah, they play Tennessee Tech Tuesday. And then it's Middle Tennessee Saturday uh, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I should say. Um, and, and so – yeah, I mean they they got a tough little uh tough little week coming up, and you know if they get through this and then and then you start working towards conference play, you're eleven and two right now, and you know it's a it's a big week ahead to uh, to really build your resume and uh, and get some confidence with the sticks and because that's one thing that they think about this Auburn team, man. They they think that you know they can't hit. That's that's the big question mark. It yeah. was the big question mark going into the season is. Look, they don't have a lot of guys that can hit. So, I'm really excited to see it. Uh, Shoot, man, that's Tennessee. great. I'm glad you said Tennessee Tech. Dudes, I just pulled up their schedule, man. They've played – they are 10-0 and 
and they have scored more ten ten or more runs in every game but two. They won they won ten to five, eleven to seven, thirteen to four, thirteen to five, eleven to two, eleven to eight, thirteen to four, and fifteen to seven. Now, <laughs> granted, they haven't played the most talented of teams, but they did play Tennessee um, a week two weeks ago, and it says I guess the, maybe rain got the game there. It was four, it was five to five. In the top of the fifth, we got suspended. And we've seen Tennessee play this weekend in the Shriners. They swing the bat. Yeah. And Tennessee – I mean, obviously, it's right. a midweek game. Obviously, they're not facing Tennessee's best. But, you know, they can swing the bat. I mean, they, they came down here. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I, re- I really wish we'd have known about it. They played down in that stanky field at South Alabama, open the weekend, a little uh, little round-robin tournament. And they uh they won 5-2, to 10-5, to and they beat South 11-7 to on the last day. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's uh, DG man. I, I I I love talking about college baseball. I I can't wait to to keep it up and and all, especially when we can get the SEC play. I mean, that's going to be an absolute blast. And and you know, like hey, I said, hey, we, hey, hey, in the May Memorial Day weekend, me, you, and D got to go down, go up to Birmingham, catch that, catch that tournament. You know, I'm 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 there with y'all, and 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 I love SEC baseball, man. Um. And hopefully Auburn can get in there. I, I know we talked about their schedule last night. I really hope they can sneak in and make some noise. And uh, you know, we know Florida's going to be there. That's uh, that's that's not a that's not a question. So uh, man, I, I I really enjoyed talking about SEC baseball, and I'm excited about this year. Um, once again, I think the SEC is the best conference, and I think they're going to be playing in the national championship. And I, look, Texas. You know, I know. I know weird things happen when you get to Omaha, um, but man, Texas. I know they lost today. I know they lost, but their pitching staff, man. I, mm, I, I you got to think national championship, right? With it, with as close as they come last year, right? Yeah, the pit, man. Yeah, the pitching staff is fantastic, but dude, they swing the bat, man. They got dude. I yeah. think they had. Not one home run they got hit. They hit this weekend in, in Houston. Did they get cheated on? They they were long gone. Like balls they hit, dudes didn't have to watch it leave the park. Um, they probably got one of the best players in the country. His name is Ivan Melendez. They call mm-hmm. him the uh, the Hispanic Titanic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Dudes is just an absolute machine. Um, I don't even I can't remember what position he plays. If I play third, big old dude. And he there there's cold pitches I guess LSU where it literally looked like he was all out on his front foot just flicking his wrist and he's one hopping them off the left center wall. And this dude's just flicking his wrist. I mean it's like, man, this these kids are this dude's twenty one years old, probably six five, six four, two thirty, just yeah. out there like a machine. And man, they their pitching is fantastic, yes. They're one of two guys that are really good, but their lineup, man. They got a dude in the eight holes got four home runs already. Like their shortstop's name's top top fingerton or something like that. Got four yeah. home runs in the eight hole. So like they just have an elite lineup. But the Big 12 is loaded. Big 12 is not an easy conference for baseball. They got right now, they yeah. got number one. Uh they got Texas number one, Oklahoma State's number four. Um trying to who else they have. TCU's pretty good. Texas Tech's good. They got it's not it's not a cakewalk cakewalk of a conference, man. And then but they came in this weekend. They beat two of the SEC's best, and they and neither one of them were particularly close games. I mean, they beat Tennessee. I want to say six to one, and they beat LSU last night six to two. Um, so they put it back. They put it back on the ball. They do what they got to do to score runs. So 
Yeah, man, that's what I was going to say is is I think it's going to be Texas and, and an SEC foe uh, opponent, and I think it's going to be a damn good college baseball season, and I'm excited for it, man. I really am. Um, DG, I know you don't cover a whole lot of college basketball, uh, but it's getting to that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it's the greatest month of the year. Uh, March with with the bracketology and, and you know, the, the – SEC tournament and all the tournaments, man, not just the SEC. Um, cause I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, strangle this podcast on just the SEC. Um, you know, we got, we got all of them and with all the great basketball, the Big 12 and uh, the Big 10 and just, uh, in my, my opinion, the bracket is, the most exciting time in sports, man, because, you know, you you get out there in a neutral site. You got a 16 versus a one. We saw it happen. Um, you got a 12 versus a four, uh, 13 versus a three. You know, I, I can remember uh, years ago, man, Florida Gulf Coast, they were a 15 seed, and Georgetown was on, like, one of the most historic runs they've had in a while. And Florida Gulf Coast was out there throwing lobs off the backboard <laughs> and was up on you know, and, and they were just flying high. Florida Gulf Coast, baby. Uh, you know, I mean, so it's just you get to see stuff like that. And then, you know, you get to see like I'm not trying to be a homer or anything, but uh my Auburn Tigers in 2019, man, we got like a five seed, and you know, we won the SEC tournament, we got hot. And we got a five seed, and we had to go through Kansas, uh, North Carolina, Kentucky. Um, we beat New Mexico State in the first round. They were a big mid-major. People were saying that we were going to get beat right out the gate. Uh, and then we had to play Virginia in the Final Four, man. So just think, like, Kansas in the round of 32, North Carolina in the, in the Sweet 16, and then you had to play Kentucky in the lead eight and then Virginia in the final four, you know, and just seeing stuff like that, seeing your team like go on a run and just, you know, nobody thinks that they can do it, man. And then you see it. And I know you're a big Florida fan. I remember when, you know, the, the Joe King Noah and, and those teams and, and uh, Al Horford and, you know, they back to back and, it's just it's a special time of the year, man, and yeah. uh, I can't wait till it gets going. And and I tell you what, with the SEC tournament, they moved it out of Nashville this year to Tampa. All right, and I like it. I like it being down in Florida. All right, it, it just it, it gives me the the palm trees, the sunshine, um, the great weather. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I mean. You know. Nashville, you know, when I go to Nashville, I think I'm Morgan Wallen or something like that. You know, <laughs> I don't want to watch basketball in Nashville. All right. I want to watch it uh in Tampa, Atlanta, something like that, man. And and I like the the beach vibes, the yeah. the um, you know, the the Florida sunshine state. And um, you know, I know you're a Florida fan and I know you don't keep up a whole lot with it, but what do you think about Florida and and I know they're on the bubble right now, all right? That's Got a big win over us a couple weeks ago. Um, you got a stud in Castleton down there. 
yeah. I don't think he touches it enough, BG. I don't. I don't think they get the ball to him enough. He's an absolute stud. His 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 game, man, down in that post and the moves that he puts on. Look, he took Walker Kessler to school. All right, he took him to school a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's a force, man. And and yeah. but I, I tell you, when Florida when Florida's deadly is when they're shooting the three ball. All right, and and that's how they beat Auburn. They hit like ten threes against Auburn. Man, Appleby was on fire. Um, do you think they could get hot? I mean, I got, I know they. I was looking at it right here. They got Texas A and M um, in, in the first game. I think they get by Texas A and M. All right, but then in game two, you got to play Auburn. Right, you got to rematch. Yeah. Auburn remembers what just happened. All right, they took a lot of heat over it because they didn't even get a final shot off. Um, you know, as time expired. And and Auburn fans were hot, man. But I, I think Florida, man, if you win these two games, all right, if you win these two games, if you beat Texas A&M, you beat Auburn, you're in the tournament, all right? You're in the tournament. I know they got them on the – they got them on the, the – I think it's the last four out or the next four out. So they're right there in that four to eight range on the bubble, all right? But if you beat Texas A&M and then you turn around and beat Auburn – all right, and then in the bottom half of that little bracket right there, it's probably going to be LSU and Arkansas. And if you beat Auburn and and then beat LSU or Arkansas, you're for sure in. All right, um, in my opinion, uh, Joe Lenardi's got Kansas as a one seed. I don't know how that. I mean, he's got Auburn as a two seed, who just who just went twenty seven and four and fifteen and three in the SEC. And my buddy Joe Lenardi's got Kansas as a one seed and Auburn as a two seed. So. I don't know what this cat's thinking. I, I really don't. But man, do you think if Florida, if they get by Texas A&M and they get by Auburn, are they in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, man, I think so. That's like you said. That's what everybody's saying. That's what uh, a lot of Florida people think. If they win or they beat A&M Tuesday and then beat Auburn, I guess it'd be Wednesday. They they get in. They just need to. Everybody's saying, oh, two wins gets yeah. them in the tournament. Two wins gets them in the tournament and. Uh, I'll really be honest with you, man. A lot of Florida people are kind of hoping they don't get those two wins and maybe they'll uh, go ahead and move on from Mike White. Um, wow. Man, because, dude, it's, it's it's year seven. We've had him for seven years, man, and, like, we're still the ninth seed in the SEC. We're still making the tournament as a, you know, eight to 12 seed, you know. Oh, whoop to do you made the NIT yeah. maybe. Like, man, we're, you're Florida. Like, it's crazy, like – how much the standards have dropped since my, since Billy Donovan left. Like, we've had a few decent years with Mike White. I mean, we made that Elite Eight run um, with Chris Chioza and all them guys. Um, yeah. I can't remember the year we had Will McKinnon and all them was still with Donovan or Mike White. But, anyways, I want to say it was – I think it was Billy Donovan maybe one of his last two years. But, like, it's like, man, the, the – like the, it's like the pedigree's falling off. It's like they, they don't care as much about basketball anymore for whatever reasons. Like, they're they're – they're okay with being okay. They haven't. And what's wild is, man, he's had some really good recruiting classes. I mean, he had a couple years ago where he signed two McDonald's all McDonald's All-Americans, and it's like they come in and they're not that good. Like Scotty yeah. Lewis was a projected top five pick, and he ended up staying two years. And when he did leave, he, I don't even know if he got drafted. Um, Trey Mann, I mean, Trey Mann was decent his freshman year, but then the last year he came out and showed out. Now he got drafted 23rd by the, the Thunder last year, and now he's there. Star point guard. I mean, he's been doing yeah. fabulous this year. So, um, I don't know, man. 
it's like he, his his roster. He the way he builds his roster is so strange. Like right now we have one freshman, and like six transfers. Like our starting lineup, I think are all transfer. Mm-hmm. Like Appleby's a transfer, Myron Jones is a transfer, the Fleming kids a transfer, Castleton's obviously a transfer, um, Brandon McKissick's a transfer. Like I think five five of our main eight guys are transfers. Like you can't build a dominant program with transfer portal guys, especially in basketball, because like. It's not every day that superstars are on the transfer portal market for basketball. Like the, yeah. trans, the, the superstars don't go to don't go to college anymore. They leave. Y'all got I mean y'all got obviously blessed with having Walker Kessler in the transfer portal, but like, yeah, I, I mean, DG like, look if if an Auburn fan gets on here, man, and they're like, oh, you can't build a team through the transfer portal. You're so wrong. Here, look, I agree with you, all right? You're not going to build a consistent winner through the transfer yeah. portal every single year, okay? I agree with you there. My one thing to tell Auburn fans is, all right, Bruce went and got Wendell Green Jr. and Zepp Jasper. They were at mid-major schools, okay? So they took a step up to play SEC ball, right? He had no idea that it was going to go like this, all right? He was just going and getting two guys that he really needed to fill a void, all right? Just so happened that these two guys turned out, you know, to to do what they do, all right? Yeah. Zeb Jasper being one of the best defenders in college basketball, uh, we didn't know we were getting that. And Wendell Green Jr. Uh, being the, one of the best playmakers needs to cut down on his turnovers, but – we didn't know that we were getting a guy that could hit logo threes and run the high pick and roll with Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler, man, he played at North Carolina last year. He wasn't, you know, I mean. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. He didn't, he didn't get a lot of minutes for North Carolina, and, and they wanted him back towards the basket and uh, just, just working out on the post. And Bruce said, hey, you can come to Auburn, play free, get out on the three-point line, shoot threes, uh, do whatever you want, get down on that baseline uh, and, and, and let it fly, whatever, man. Uh, face up to the basket and play your game. And that's what he did. You know, I mean, just so happened he comes out and he's the regular season block leader um, and – it just – it worked out. It worked out. That's what I'll say. And, you know, I get what you're saying. And and Auburn fans who try to argue it, that's what I, that's what I want to say to them is, is I'm not going to say we got lucky, but, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it worked out. 
Yeah, transfer portal is a luck thing. I mean, like, you go, you get people like, man, hey, I hope they work out. And then if they work out, great. If not, yeah. you're not – like I said, you're not – that's why Florida – that's why it's crazy to me that, like, they've built their roster almost strictly off of that. Because, like, yeah, you hope these guys come in and, 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 turn, and turn out to be what you expect them to be or what you project them to be. But if they don't, okay, well, now you don't have any depth behind them. Like, yeah. Colin Castleton wasn't getting men's in Michigan. He came to Florida. Obviously, he's a stud. Myron Jones – as like the all-time three-point leader at Penn State or something like that, or maybe like the single-season record holder. And he, he's, he shoots the three-ball well, but he's not consistent. And then, like, Appleby is from a small school. McKissick's from a small school. Like, I don't know, man. He, he The thing with Florida is they're just so inconsistent. They'll beat big – like, at the beginning of the season, we started off 6-0, and beat Ohio State. Like, Florida, like we got to the 14th in the country, beat Florida State by, like, 20 when they were supposed to be really good. And then we come out – we're six and zero, number fourteen in the country, and lose like Texas Southern or Texas State. They're like zero and nine yeah. point. Like, then we'll come out and we'll beat Auburn, and then the next week we lose to Georgia or Texas A&M or somebody that's just not that good. Like, yeah. um, it's been it's been like that. I think that's what's so frustrating for Florida fans, more 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 other Florida fans than me. I like I said, I'm I'm a Florida fan as far as it comes to basketball, but like. It's one of those things I don't waste my time watching the games because it just it can be so frustrating, man. Like, yeah, they they like I said they'll come out and they'll be up fifteen on. I another night I think we played I don't know if it was Arkansas or Tennessee or who we were playing, man. They were up by like nine with like four minutes left and ended up getting beat by eight. Like, you can't be up nine with four minutes left in college basketball and then lose the game by eight minutes, like eight points. Like, yeah, that's just bad decision making. That's just like it's like they get up and it's like. They try to chew the clock like they're playing football. Like you can't chew clock in basketball. There's a twenty days, whatever. Thirty-five second shot clock. You still need to move the ball. You still need to try to get baskets. And then when you don't get baskets, don't get lazy on defense. And that's what it seems like. And again, when 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 Florida needs baskets, it's like they don't really set up real plays. They get in desperation mode. Oh crap, we're down by two. I'm just gonna throw up a three. Like, no man, work to the basket. Get a foul if you don't get it. Like, give yourself a chance to rebound. Not shooting, you know. A, 40-foot shot from the damn logo when you ain't got nobody down low to get the rebound. It's like, it's, yeah. it, it can be so frustrating to watch, man. Honestly, dude, it's more fun, honestly, following about Florida basketball just through people on Twitter to see what they got to say about it. It cracks me up every day. But, um, I don't know, man. It, it'd be cool to see them make a run just because I think no one's really expecting it. But it's funny because, like, I, I really honestly think a lot of Florida fans would be kind of aggravated. Like, our luck, Florida probably goes through the SEC tournament. They beat A&M and beat Auburn and beat Arkansas. Probably damn near get to the SEC championship, you get title, you know, play regular season or championship game in the tournament, win it or something crazy, go to the tournament as a 10 or 11 seed, somehow make it to the second weekend. It's like, well, oh, Mike White, extension time. It's like, uh, well, <laughs> you know, that's how like, it goes. Though. Yeah. And that's what sucks. Like, at some point, you got to be, you can't be okay with the Sweet 16 all the time. Perfect example. Look at Forest football team, yeah. man. Like, damn, all went to three straight. Freaking New Year's Six Bowls. This year, he had one bad season. They said, hey, guess what? Get out. We're going to get somebody that we want that wants to recruit this state the way it's supposed to be recruited. So, it's like, why is basketball not being treated the same way? Like, Florida is is an elite school from academics to sports. You don't don't even have to leave the state 95% of the time to even get elite talent. So, it's like, why is one – why is it – it'd be different if Florida has never won anything in basketball. They've won national championships, 06, 07. They've been to the Final Four. They've had they've been number one overall seeds in the past. Like they've had guys get drafted top five in the draft. Like 
It's not some bum school that doesn't has never been good at basketball. And so That's it's like, fact. why why is the why is the you know the bar been lowered so 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 low to where it's like, hey, you know what? You made a tournament. You won the round of sixty four game. Hey, we'll see you next year, big dog. Yeah, man, I agree with you there. Um, look, I'm gonna I'm not a Florida fan, but I'm gonna gonna give it to you straight up. I think it's time to move on. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I go back to that that repeat and mm-hmm. the Billy Donovan years, and Florida was, you know, they were – look, like you just said, there was no drop-off between football and basketball. It was there, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, they were sure. like, hey, we're winning. Hey, so are we, okay? Yep. So, you know, I'm with you. Like, why is the standard fail in basketball yep. for what? For what? Because there's talent all in the state of Florida. I mean, it's a it's a hotbed yeah, for talent. Yeah. Football, baseball, basketball, it doesn't matter. It's a talented state, period. And I just – they shouldn't be – they shouldn't be going nine and nine in SEC play. There's uh, there's just too much, too much at that university for them to be going nine and nine or 10 and eight, you know, um, I don't know. I just think it's time for sometimes, man, you got to fire a guy and, and just start over. Um, yeah. I mean, look at Auburn football last year, you know, I mean, you were winning eight games a year, nine, sometimes you would get to 10. All right. Most programs in the country are like, Hey, we'll take nine wins. We'll go nine and three. We'll yeah. go, we'll go. We'll go ten and ten and two, or um, or ten and three. You know, um, we'll go uh, we'll go eight and four. So I know a lot of teams they'll go like Nebraska this year. I had uh, I had Brian Christopherson on from two forty seven uh, with Nebraska, and he said, "Hey, we just want eight wins this year. We just want eight. <laughs> just give us eight and four, eight and four. All right." And so, like, what I'm getting at, man, is like. You know, we had Gus, and it's just like you said with Dan Mullen. You just it kind of gets repetitive and stale, uh, and and you're just like, man, eight and four, eight and four, nine and three, and and I think that's where they've gotten Florida basketball has gotten is like they're just they're on that bubble conversation every year now, and it's like, oh, well, here's Florida. They're an 11 seed this year. They're a play-in game, or up oh, Florida goes to the NIT. Well, Florida's they have to win two games in the SEC tournament to get into the tournament. Yeah. Uh and, and it's just kind of gotten stale. Yeah. And I think that you got a guy up there at uh at Iona and and it's Coach Patino. And you can't tell me any different uh that he would not take the Florida job. I mean, he'd take it in a heartbeat, DG. Yeah. He would take it in a heartbeat. And I think that Florida needs to make the move. They need to go get him. And they would become an elite powerhouse basketball program again with Rick Patino running running the show. Uh, I don't care about his previous uh, off the court stuff. Um, you know, look, everybody deserves a second chance, and he is he has went to Iona. He has been straight laced, and he is. Dude, they're they're winning at Iona. He is winning at Iona. He's probably gonna get a damn at large bid in the tournament. They don't even have to win their conference. Yeah, right? I, I, 
I saw a thing. I saw a thing literally this morning. I was talking about like which teams could be like the the sleeper, make a run, like ten plus seeds, yeah. and they were one of the teams. It was like team Cinderella teams to watch out for, and Iona was like the third one yeah. on the list. Like, yeah, and and he's built like a power man. Like they go to the tournament all the time now, and if I'm Florida, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it. I'm just like, we could have him in a heartbeat. Yeah, we could have him. Who who would not who would turn down Gainesville, Florida? All right. You're at Iona, all right? It, it's up in New York or whatever. So you're gonna stay in New York where it snows all the time and it's cold as shit 24 <laughs> uh, 7. I just I don't want to be up there. Um and you're telling me that you get to come down to Gainesville, you're five hours from Miami. Um, South Beach, you got uh, Tampa right there, Orlando right there, Disney World where you can take the grandkids. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, we ain't got to play basketball this weekend. Let's take the grandkids to Orlando, take them to Disney. All right, palm trees, beach, water, love it. Sounds like a great call. Rick Patino, get your ass to Florida. Uh, heard it here on the Uptempo pod first. Um, and, and that's what I think Florida needs to do, DG. Just, just throwing that out there because Florida needs to get back on track in basketball, man. Because, hey, it's not getting any easier. Nope. Right? You got you got Auburn, new powerhouse. Um, and, and I, you know, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, man, I put on there 2018 share of the regular season SEC championship. Uh, 2019, they won the SEC tournament. Uh, 2020, they finished second in the SEC. Uh, had a top five draft pick with Isaac Okoro, and we didn't get to have an SEC tournament. They were getting hot towards the end of the season. Never know. Might have won the SEC tournament that year. By the way, 2019, they went to the Final Four and almost had a lottery pick. He was pick number 15, I believe, with Chumo Kiki towards ACL in the Sweet 16 against North Carolina. If he doesn't tear his ACL in that Sweet 16 game, DG, Auburn might win the national championship that year. Um, I'm not going to say they would have, but they might have. Um, and then, you know, you got Arkansas. I look down here at Arkansas. Um, Eric Musselman, what he's building there with J.D. Note and Jalen Williams, they could make a run. You got Tennessee, Rick Barnes. Hey, here's what's crazy about Tennessee, man. All right, I look at their fan base, okay? They come out at the beginning of SEC play. They were sluggish. People are like, what's wrong with Tennessee? They can't score the basketball. Uh, offense is just, just, I mean, stalling out, man. And they they were on Twitter, DG, and they're like, hey, fire Rick Barnes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was sitting here, and I'm like, fire Rick Barnes? What are you talking about? And this one guy, he got he he re, like retweeted me and was like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about because this dude can't coach basketball. And I was like. First off, first off, who are you going to get, all right? Because, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't see anybody coming there, all right? You're not getting Bruce Pearl back, all right? And I don't I don't see a Rick Patino going to Tennessee. And Rick Patino um, going to Gainesville, so, so. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't I don't know who you'd get. And then and then three weeks later, they're like, "Oh, Rick Barnes is the savior. We love Rick Barnes." You were just saying firing three weeks ago. What are you talking about? Um. But now they're rolling. They can make a run. 
Um, and then you got Kentucky with Oscar Shebway down low. He's probably going to win uh, National Player of the Year, SEC Player of the Year. Even though I think Jabari Smith Jr. is the best player in basketball, uh, no, probably the number one pick in the NBA draft. Man, the SEC is just so deep. Alabama, the most wishy-washiest team in the SEC, um, they could they could come out and beat Baylor, Gonzaga, like they have this year, and then come out and lose to Sims Middle School. BG, um, <laughs> I'm dead serious, man. Um, they they are the most wishy-washy team in the whole field. That's why I keep telling people on the podcast, I'm like, look, they could make a run, but I honestly just – I can't trust them because yeah. they turn the ball over like 25 times a game, man. Like, I think against Arkansas, they had like 24 turnovers. Um, the other night, they were playing LSU on the road. I mean, they were just handing the ball to LSU. Uh, they were playing Kentucky a few weeks ago, come out, and they were on fire. And then, I mean, in the second half, it was like a popcorn maker. I mean, they just – they couldn't put it in there. Um and they're just a strange team to me. It's just strange. Yeah. Um, LSU, man, they're so inconsistent, just like Alabama. Um, it's just really hard to trust, man. I mean, I, th- I think the power is is where, um, you know, where it is Friday. I think those are the four teams in the SEC that could go really deep. Yeah. Look, in my opinion, <laughs> I saw uh, I saw Calipari make a tweet saying, look, if you go 9-9 nine and nine in the SEC, you should be in the in the bracket. And they're saying only six teams in the SEC are getting in. But I mean, if it's me, man, I'm putting eight, eight, nine teams in the in the from the SEC in the in the bracket just because the conference is so good now in basketball, man, and and the coaching and and um, the elite recruiting that they're doing is yeah. it's absolutely incredible. Um, but man, I hope Auburn can win the SEC tournament. I don't know who to pick, DG. I really don't. Um, well, I got, I got a question. I got a question for you. So, what you got? How many games? Excuse me. How many games does Auburn need to win in the tournament to to secure a number one seed in the in the Big Ten? <laughs> or do they even win at all? No, they got to win. They got to win, man. Um, so, so I'm gonna. Who, who are the projected one seed right now in the Big Tournament? Gonzaga, Arizona. It's Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, and somehow, man, they have Kansas as a one seed. I don't see. I don't see how you can give two. I don't know, man. To me, like Kansas, Baylor, probably gonna play for the Big Twelve championship. The winner of that should get the one seed, and then the other one obviously don't get the one seed. And see, like my thing with it, DG, is like when we're looking at these one seeds, man. Okay, so like. Gonzaga, all right, Alabama went to Gonzaga, all right, in Seattle. All right, I'm not going to say to Gonzaga. I apologize to if a Gonzaga fan watches this. I'm sorry um, because um, they went to Seattle, neutral floor, and Alabama spanked them, all right, beat them by like nine nine or ten, and it really wasn't as close as what the final score uh, made it look like. So Auburn, they – beat Alabama on the road, and then come back to Auburn Arena and beat them by 19. Alabama also beat Baylor. Yeah, Alabama beat Baylor. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, you got – like Auburn beat Kentucky, a team that you have on the two line. 
Like you have Kentucky as a two seed. Auburn beat Kentucky. And then you've got Auburn beat Alabama twice. And Alabama beat Gonzaga, Baylor. Oh, yeah, Kentucky went out to the fog at Kansas and beat Kansas by, like, 18. So, I just think there's, like, man, I think the media kind of looks at the SEC now and they're like, oh, no. Oh, no, here we go again. They're starting to take over basketball now. We can't (laughs) let this happen. Like, we can't let this happen. Um, And so, they're starting to, like, get a little nervous because it was always either Kentucky – or Florida, you know, a Tennessee would make a run every now and then. Um, but now they're six, seven teams deep, eight teams deep. And they're like, man, they're the best basketball team. They're the, they're the best basketball conference in America. Like, you know, we can't let this happen again. Um, so I think there's a little bias there. I think there's a little Big 12 bias. And I don't think they really want the SEC on that one line. I, I kind of think they want to put – um, the SEC on that two line and, and, and make it a – well, I'm not going to say make it tougher because the NCAA is tough regardless. But um, I just don't think they, they – I just don't think they want the SEC on that one line, man. But uh, I think Auburn – I think Auburn's got to make the, the tournament final. And I would like to see them play Kentucky in that game. <clears throat> And the reason why I would like to see them play Kentucky is because Kentucky fans said that if Ty Ty Washington was healthy and Severe Wheeler was healthy when we played them the first time, they would have beat us, okay? Well, Severe Wheeler played 36 minutes the first time we played, okay? And then he went out because he got hit with a screen by Walker Kessler. And, uh, you know, he laid on the ground, and I thought he played for the Lakers for a minute the way he was flopping. So, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we'll get to Colby Covington and how he don't like LeBron James in a minute. All right. We will get to that. Um, but Ty Ty sprained his ankle early and they both went out and Auburn, uh, Auburn beat them by like nine or 10 or something like that. Um, so that's who I'd like to play. And Hey, if you don't want to give us a one seed, we went 27 and four, 15 and three in the sec. How do you not get a one seed, DG? I mean, I don't know, man. But, you know, I think the SEC is the best basketball conference in the country. And I've enjoyed talking about it. Uh, I know you don't cover it a lot, but you brought your Florida knowledge, and I absolutely love it. Um, I watch it nonstop. And one big thing I want to bring up on this little uh, podcast is uh, this show – we have um, accepted a deal with Rave On Sports, and uh, it is a brand new app. And you get to interact with a live host with a live host uh, while your team's playing. And we will be hosting games uh, during, hopefully, during March Madness. Uh, I know DG, you, you're the head coach uh, of a baseball team right now, so uh, you're a little busy, but. Me and D-Lane and DG, uh, we're going to be big at it in football season for SEC football. Uh, it's going to be absolutely electric. We're not doing just Auburn and Florida. All right, we're going to hop over to Alabama games, A&M games. Uh, they want us to do it all. Um, so, you know, and, and I told them, hey, I'm down. I'm down to get on and, and uh, share my knowledge and, and interact with fans. And, hey, I was on the app 
It's called the Rave on Sports app. Um, it is available on Android and uh, Apple, um, and it's super easy to download, super easy to sign up. And when you get on there, you get to pick your favorite teams, just like you do on the ESPN app. And you get to um, you get to interact with other fans. You can comment on certain plays. You can like certain plays. I know Alan Flanagan led the basketball game off the other day um, to win the SEC regular season title. He had a three out the gate, and I immediately liked it. Hey, I like that. Let's start a thread on it. So I get on there, comment. Hey, Alan Flanagan, big three. If he gets hot, Auburn could win the whole tournament, okay? And fans start following. They start trickling in. Okay, well, let's start talking Auburn basketball and so on and so forth. Man, you get to comment on officiating. Like, if an official makes a bad call, you get to start a thread on it. Do you like the call? Do you not like the call? Um, and and the live chat is what interests me the most. Uh, I absolutely enjoy the live chat. It is uh, the Duke and North Carolina game the other night. They had two live chat guys, one from North Carolina, one from Duke. They were going head-to-head. Um, it's just really cool, man, and I'm glad we've been offered this. And uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on it, DG? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, man, I think think it's a good opportunity to kind of keep building this up, man. I think... um, you know, we're trying to obviously see how far we can take this little podcast thing. And yeah, um, you know, considering we've been doing this for what four months now, five months, like right since you know in the basketball season. Um, some of the guests you've already had on, man, are massive. Uh, I know I've, me and D Lane have only been on it probably you know five, six, seven times, maybe total. But like, man, the work you put in, like the fact that you've been able to get the guests you've gotten, the fact you've gotten these people to. Um, you know, go in and review our pot, you know, a few of our episodes. And, um, they listen, obviously they, obviously they listened to a couple to have me and D lane on them to where they, you know, they, they wanted us to, to do our part with Florida and, and then D lane help with Auburn basketball and football, man. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool. I mean, cause you know, it's, it's, I think it's going to be like a mixture of like what you could get like in the spaces on Twitter. And then like also just like comments on Twitter, but all at one, at one time, it's like spaces like now you got spaces where it's like, Everyone can join and chit chat and ramble on by their own thing, but you all can scroll through Twitter and see people's you know ideas or, or their 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 um their you know perception or their ideas or their thoughts of whatever happened in the game. Where now you're gonna have an app that's tracking the score, tracking play by plays, calls by referees, you know sub in sub outs, stuff like that, injuries and like you can watch it on TV instead of having to text your group group chat with your buddy. You can just throw it on the app. Hey, man, you know, and you see that play. Or, hey, you know, hey, Johnny 4.0, you 
Gator for Boys 779 or something, you know, you make some little comment, and then, like you said, you just get a whole chain going. You get people you just constantly adding their thoughts and, you know, and then giving, giving their thoughts on the play, you know, and because I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, watching the play and, and seeing how it works out and then, like, oh, man, you know, that, that play looks like something that might set up something later in the game, mm-hmm. and you can kind of throw that in there. And, you know, ideally we get some, some guys and, you know, girls in the chat that maybe coach football or, you know, have, yeah. have more knowledge on the game than maybe just an everyday fan does and, one fan might say, "Oh, that was like they're playing a cover three defense," and then some coach or somebody might be in the be in the chat and be able to explain it a little bit better to people who don't know what that means. You know, just be able to to dive into the game a little bit deeper with people you don't know. Because I know, you know, me and you love going to college football games, and I tell people all the time, like, I'm not a big fan of concerts because I don't like the crowd. And they're like, well, "Why do you like going to football games?" I said, "Man, because when you go to a football game, you and it's you and your ninety thousand friends." Like, yeah. You you'll you'll be your team will score. I know like I went to the far I've been on game this past year, man. And I'm we score touchdowns, keep that game close. I'm high fiving and dapping people up there six, seven rows behind me in front of me, never gonna see them ever again in my life. Man, it's like and now you can kind of get that feel in his app. Like you can like that, you can like, you know, someone else's comment. Hey bro, I, I agree with you, man. That's hype. Let's go. Right. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think it'll be cool. I think it's gonna be really cool, man. I'm looking forward to being able to do it in football season for sure. Yeah, man. It, it's uh it, it's it's crazy how we just started this. And and if you're if you're tuning into this and you're not familiar with this show or this podcast as we call it, uh the up tempo podcast, look, we started this and I was sitting around one day and I was like, you know, it's not football season. We love talking football 365 days in the Southeastern Conference. But right now, before spring ball, I was sitting here clock ticking, think of an idea to spice the show up. How about I how about I branch out to the west coast, up north, over along the Atlantic coast in the ACC, and I bring other programs on that people in the SEC might not follow every day like they do on the SEC network. So I reach out to Oregon and Joel Gunderson comes on. I reach out to USC, Chris Trevino, uh, out there with 247. Uh, Joel at Oregon was with scoopduck.com, writer there. Uh, really, really good stuff on Oregon. Uh, and then I got the, the former long snapper, Tyler Kluver from Iowa. He runs uh, the um, the Washed Up Walk-Ons podcast for Iowa. And if you uh, want to show on YouTube to watch, they talk about Iowa football and Big Ten stuff. And it is absolutely terrific, the job that they do. Uh, three dudes who walked on and ended up playing significant roles in Iowa football. And they say it happens a lot up there in Iowa. Like dudes walk on all the time and then end up battling their ass off and getting a starting position up there. So hearing Tyler talk about the Iowa football program, that was crazy, bro. And he told me, you know, his biggest thing was he scored a touchdown against Ohio State, all right? Uh, he's a long snapper. They ran a they ran a little fake and everything. And he said he he caught the touchdown pass. And he said that was like the highlight. Um, one of one of his one of his two highlights in his Iowa career was uh, beating Ohio State that night. Um, I've had and I've had Parker Thune on from Oklahoma. Um, uh, Ashton Pollard from Notre Dame. Hey, you want to listen to a a big time. Uh, episode and Notre Dame football, man, Ashton Pollard absolutely knocked it out of the park. Uh, Brian Christofferson, uh, 
from Nebraska, Christopher Stock from Miami, um, just all over, man. Um, uh, Will Vandervoort from Clemson. DG, me and him sat on the phone for like an hour and a half the other day, and we recorded an episode, and he went all in on Clemson, man, just really good stuff. And I've had an absolute blast doing this. And then Rave Sports, I'm, I think it was what last Sunday or, or yeah. no last last Wednesday or something like that. I was in bed, and last Thursday or something, I was in bed, and next thing I know, they they tweet at me, and I message them. They message me right back, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we want y'all to do this thing with us. We'll talk tomorrow and and see how y'all feel about it." And we accepted the offer. And, you know, I mean, I just I think it's an opportunity and they're great people out of Lexington, out of Lexington, Kentucky. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just it's really good stuff, man, how we've branched out over these past couple months and really busted our tail to yeah. uh, to do this. And, and I'll be honest, in college football season, we're going to have a roundtable discussion. We're going to get Tony Budd on here. We're going to get D Lane. Um I know that episode really popped off where we made all those crazy predictions and, and the people really like that college football content. And we're going to get on here. We're going to do a round table discussion and we're going to make picks. We're going to um, give our best bets for the week. Uh, Cause I know we like throwing a little money on the line every now and then. Um, and, and we're going to give those and, and, and we're going to make bold predictions and like we always have, and it's going to be really, really fun. So uh, I'm excited, man. But before we hop off here, all right, we watched UFC last night, Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal, all right? You know I was upset about the ending, all right? What were your thoughts on it? And I will respond because you know I'm coming hard at this one. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I, trust me, I, we, we all watch UFC to see the knockouts, you know? That's what's fun. We, we, we all talked about it last night, like, we enjoy it when two dudes go in there and just bust each other's faces in. But man, I I know y'all are upset that you know Colby Covington and Masvidal are talking all this smack all week how they're gonna bounce each other's heads off the canvas and do all this and that. But we watched the fight and Colby Covington dominated from the start of the first round to the end of the fifth round. He had that one time he got rocked, but he had worked Jorge Masvidal. He had worked Jorge Masvidal so hard. They Masvidal couldn't even capitalize on the one good shot he got because he was so tired. You know, so it's like, and I know you guys are like, oh, but man, we don't want to see this. We don't want to see them hugging each other and him grabbing him to the ground. It's like, man, Kobe Covington's 17 and 3 now. Like the dude's one of the greatest yeah. grapple grapple UFC fighters of all time. Like he still got a shot at taking that fight for the tape championship. Jorge Masvidal is only famous because he knocked out Ben Ashburn in seven seconds. Like, yeah, that's he he hasn't done anything. He he not he's, he's, real, he's real deal trash. Yeah, seriously. Like he he literally ran up, need to do in the face in six seconds, knocked him out, and he got famous. Like they, you know, and then he won the Banff belt that one time or whatever they want to call that stupid thing they made up. <laughs> but like, who's he beating? That's been a, been work. Ben Ashton just got knocked smooth out by Jake Paul. Mm. Like you ain't fighting real dude. Like. At Jake Paul is special. Hey, you know what I mean? That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, sure, I wanted to see Kobe Covington knock I mean, or, or either one. I, I, I didn't care who was who won. But like, you know, I wanted to see, yes, sure. Of course, I would love to see one of them knock the other one out and then just one of them just laying flat cold on the ground. But like, they were sticking each other, man. Like, you know, like we said, like, 
I know y'all were aggravated with the fifth round and how they didn't just stand up and throw hands. It's like, if you're good at one thing, why are you not going to take advantage of the other person who's not as good at that? Like, I know mm-hmm. I used the analogy last night with football. Like, if you got a football team that's really good at running the ball or a defense that can't stop the run, why the heck would you not run the ball? Like, if you're fighting a guy who's not good at wrestling and can't defend the takedowns well, why would you try to stand up and throw punches with him all night? So, um, that was that was my thing with it. I mean, I enjoyed the fight. I thought it was a good, you know, well-fought fight for Kobe Covington. I think he did what he had to do. He knocked him around enough. He controlled the fight. He controlled the ground game. I mean, he did what he had to do to get the win. Like, sure, he didn't knock him out in some highlight real special that everybody was expecting to happen, but he won the fight, and he's still the number one contender in his weight class. So, he did his job. Yeah, um, man – Uh, um, look, rounds one through four, I didn't have a problem with. All right, where I had the problem was when Masvidal they were throwing hands. I absolutely loved it. You, you saw me. I was up out of the chair. I said, "There he goes." All right, I, I was getting into it. I said, "Come on, somebody knock somebody out." And then Masvidal with the right pops him. All right, hey, Kobe Covington hit the Tebow. All right. <laughs> Shook cobwebs, all right. Like you said, Masvidal couldn't capitalize on it, but but you raised your pay per view prices, all right, to seventy five dollars a fight. Okay, I don't want to see in the fifth round two dudes lay missionary, all right, on a canvas. <laughs> if I wanted to watch that, I'd go pull up Pornhub and watch Johnny Sins, all right. I don't want to watch it, okay? I don't. It, 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 $75 a fight, right? <laughs> and you apparently hate each other, and you want to lay on the ground in the last five minutes where Thursday you were saying that you were going to uh, make somebody leave on a stretcher. You were going to bounce his head off the canvas. You used to sleep on his ex-wife's couch, and – he was cheating on her all the time and all this stuff and all the all the shit talk and you want to lay on the ground for five minutes and uh and look like a bad review on Pornhub. Uh and and that's that's how I feel about it, man. I mean it was it was absolutely ridiculous. Like I mean the first four rounds, I enjoyed them. That they had their moments. Um and cause I told y'all last night what was gonna happen. As soon as Colby feared any little slight chance of him losing, he was going to take George to the ground, all right? And what'd he do, all right? Come out that fifth round, he said, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't getting caught, all right? I ain't getting caught and getting slept like I just did in the fourth (laughs) round, all right? I'm taking you down, and we're going to sit here and play with each other for five minutes. And I'm disappointed because you 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 raised your pay-per-views to $75 a fight. All right, you're almost a Floyd Money Mayweather. All right, and you give me dry humping in the biggest round of the night. All right, you give me dry humping, and I'm not for it. All right, I wanted to see somebody's head get bounced off the canvas. And hey, I don't remember old dude's name, but with the eye, with the eye, he couldn't even see out the eye. All right, warrior, warrior. All right, absolute warrior. I want him behind me in a dark alley. All right, because he's a Freaking warrior, all right? Uh, I love the card. I had a blast watching it, and uh, I was just super upset with that last round, man. 
Uh, All right, just, real quick, real quick question for you. Do you think they should make it like in the contract for the pay for the main event fights, whether it's for a championship or for championship for or if it's for like something like last night that's just like a grudge match? If it makes it to the fifth round, should they both have to sign a contract to where yeah. hey, look, fifth round, we just stand up and throw a hand. We ain't we can't grapple, we can't do nothing but just stand here and about box each other for five straight minutes. You know, I was talking I was talking to Tanner today. I was texting Tanner and I said, you know, the UFC would be way more entertaining if like last night, all right? I think it was like the second round where Kobe was just laying on top of George. All right. He was just laying on top of him. And 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 Jorge's sitting there and he's like, hey, heard. Like, get him up. Like, we're not doing anything. All right. I think officiating needs to be tweaked. <clears throat> They let stuff go on for far too long where there's nothing happening. Yeah. Like, I mean, you stay in, you stay in, in, you know, full mount and you're not even working to do anything. And they just stay there and lay on each other. <coughs> Excuse me. And, you know, they let it go on for like a whole minute. And by that time, they get up and there's 38 seconds left in the round. And so, I mean, you got to fine-tune it, man. And then, like, some of these things where, like, you know, taking somebody down to the ground and they're like, oh, well, he took him down to the ground, so he wins the round. Like, what? You know, I mean, I just – some of the stuff like octagon control, like, you know, that – I mean, that is, like, they base points off of that. Like, who controlled the octagon, you know? Like – I'm, I'm, I kind of like what you said in the fifth round in a championship fight or a contender fight like it was last night, Colby. <clears throat> you know, you you get to that fifth round, man. Stand up. Stand up and, and throw. That is what we want to see in the UFC. And I told Tanner today, it would be far more entertaining if they stood up and they threw toe-to-toe instead of going down to the ground. All the, bro, I hate it. I can't stand when they go down to the ground and I hate submissions. It's it's just not fun to me. It takes all the the air out of the sport. Like that Oliviera and um the black guy that fought last night, that was a hell of a fight. That was a hell of a fight. All right. Yeah. Now when they went to the ground, they were working. Oliviera was moving. He was trying to 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 get the rear naked in and all that. I mean um you know I mean um they were they were doing stuff on the ground. Colby, how many knees can you throw to the dude's thigh, man, up against the cage? I mean, like, come on. Like, let's fight, man. Like, like, you talk all this shit Monday through Friday, and then you get in there Saturday, and you do exactly what everybody thought you were going to do. Take Jorge down because you knew he couldn't wrestle down on the ground. And you want, you did just enough, you know. You did, you did just enough where, hey, I got caught. So now I'm not gonna take that. I'm not gonna take that chance again, and that's just the only thing that disappointed me, man. Is, is yeah. I mean, like Adesanya a couple weeks ago, like it's just like it, it gets kind of boring, bro. Because these dudes, should we should we schedule dudes? Should we schedule better fights? Because like Adesanya, I mean, it just looked like he was in there sparring, bro. Because like he just. He was like, hey, I'm 10 times better than you. You're not on my level. Um, I'm just going to come in here and slap you a couple times, and then I'm going to walk out, 
and I'm going to go take me uh, two ibuprofen, and I'll be good to go. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't. I just think it's kind of losing some of its gas, but I think that Jake Paul is sucking all of that gas up. <laughs> because who is the money maker? All right. Jorge Masvidal, Jake Paul, make it happen. Jake Paul knocks him out. Ball game. All right. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. That yeah, Jake Paul. What people, that's what the people want to see. Yeah, Jake Paul is this nation's backbone. All right. He <laughs> is his backbone. All right. I don't know. I don't know, man. The UFC is just kind of in a tough spot for me right now because we're paying $75 a fight. All right. Uh, a ticket. All right, a, a card, paying seventy five dollars a card, and we're getting just. I mean, it was just. I mean, the first four rounds were all right, but that fifth round was just cheese last night. Yeah. I hated it, but I don't know, man. I've enjoyed it tonight. Uh, I really like what we talked about, and uh, and I had a hell of a time, and I can't wait to do it again, man. Yeah, but for sure, I'm glad we we're able to do this little good uh, thing. Um, Hopefully everybody likes it. Um, one more thing, real quick, before we end it. Um, I think Blake's gonna head this up, but we're gonna do a uh, March Madness bracket, um, like tournament <clears> thing <throat> on ESPN's app. You can go in there. It's called Bracket Challenge. Uh, we're gonna make a little yeah. up tempo podcast group. Join the group, uh, and then we'll obviously track it and see whoever wins it. Um, I'm sure we can make a way to put a link on our Facebook page and a Twitter page and get people to like it and and join it and you know hopefully we can get i mean obviously 10 people is cool it'd be great to have 10 people i mean that's more than more than just us me dalton and blake but it'd be super yeah. dope if we got 50 to 100 people man that'd be really cool to i think that's a that's a an easy cool way to kind of grow to grow to grow the brand and get it get it out there even more so uh y'all be looking for that uh yeah. i think blake's gonna try to head that up this week once i mean obviously we can't start it until you know the first the yeah. bracket will come out till next sunday but he could probably go ahead and set up the group, and if you want to go ahead and join it, and make your happy. Just the apps. I mean, literally, the apps on on in the Apple Store is called Tournament Challenge, the Bracket Challenge, something like that. Yeah. You literally download it for three weeks. As soon as the tournament's over, delete it for the year and get it again next year. So, uh, y'all be looking yeah. for that for for this upcoming week sometime. Yeah, DG. One more thing, man. I got Josh Furlong coming on tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get it up at like I think it's at like four central. Uh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. Uh. We're going to do tomorrow for Central, uh, the University of Utah. Josh Furlong uh, covers the Utes, been doing it for a long time. Going to have him on. Uh, going to talk about the Rose Bowl. He went to the Rose Bowl to watch him play Ohio State. I wanted to hear all about that, that electric atmosphere. And, um, and I mean, another big guess, man. Like, yeah. Crazy. Hey, they're they're in the way too early top 25. They're coming in at number eight. They come to Gainesville. All right, you're going, DG. You're going to be there, baby. It's going to be awesome with a capital A. All right, Dickie V, uh, battling cancer right now, one of my lifelong uh, heroes in college basketball. Absolutely love it. Uh, DG, I'm excited, man. Everybody go download the Rave on Sports app, uh, throwing that back out there at you. And I've had a hell of a time tonight, man. Yeah, bro, for sure, man. We'll have to do it again soon. All right, brother. Good talking to you. And uh, everybody, uh, go follow the Uptempo Podcast, man. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Absolutely.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 